You're listening to the podcast version of Spark TV, a monthly drop of interviews where we have a wine with the world's most inspirational female founders. I'm your host, Danielle Lewis, the CEO and co-founder of Scrunch, a global influencer marketing community, as well as the founder of Spark Founders Program, a global membership for female founders who are ready to grow their business. Our vision for Spark TV is to share founder stories so you might garner inspiration and pick up strategies to shortcut your own success. Before we start, I do have a special request. Press pause and go and get yourself a glass of vino. We've both got one and we want to share it with you. Got it? Amazing. Remember, you can also watch these episodes on our YouTube channel, Spark Founders Program, or you can follow our Instagram account at Spark Founders Program for daily business tips. Now sit back, enjoy the vino, and let's bring a little spark to your business. Oh my gosh, we made it. Megan, thank you for being on Spark TV. (laughs) So happy to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Amazing. And I was actually so excited to speak with you because we've known each other, oh my gosh, so probably early scrunch days. So we we met all the way back when you were um, influencing and doing all of those things, but your career and your business has evolved so much over the years. And that's particularly why I wanted to talk to you because I think that it's so nice to hear from people that haven't um, you know, done things traditionally or had a linear journey because I think you can kind of write your own script these days. So I love talking to people who have you know, been able to do that for themselves. But before I bang on about it, I would love it if you can kick us off by sharing with the Spark community, I guess, your business journey. So where you started and what you're currently doing from a business perspective. I love what you said about like, you you know, writing your own journey or like Mm. making your own journey, your own path, because I feel like that is basically what I do like my motto in life is like just not to always stay relevant but to always be hireable and always be on top of things that are happening so you met me in like the middle of my journey so the start of my journey was in branded content at like publishing houses like ah, um, Pacific yep. Mags and Bauer Media and I worked oh, I did at not Qantas. Know that. <laughs> yeah so my background was at Qantas Magazine and doing all the digital content for them mm-hmm. and then I started the blog on the side which was where I met you so back in the day when blogging was like cutting yeah, it wasn't like, influencing yet it was blogging <laughs> I can't I can't even tell you how like <laughs> it blows my mind how quick everything moves so my partner and I started citizens of the world which was like a street style slash travel blog slash interiors blog blah 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 and we went on this big influencer journey with that which was amazing experience for you know building content you know, increasing, creating revenue out of brand alignments, working with brands and seeing how, what they want and how influencers think. So I got heaps of experience there, but then we had a baby and we realized like, we're just getting a little too old for this, right? It's just, it's too much. Like Influences is a young kid's game. (laughs) Oh, it's, this is the thing, like, it's not like, I'll tell you, like, I've kind of evolved now, but it's the, where we were and the traveling of it was just, Mm. we felt like we were sort of faking it a little bit and so my husband and I had a really big conversation and we said you know what let's just do what we're good at so my husband is really good at photography and I'm really good at I'm good at writing yeah I'm not really good but I'm 
pretty good. You, you are. You are. <laughs> so, but thank you for being humble. <laughs> <laughs> so these days I work with brands or people figuring out their content pillars, what they want to because you are what you share. So I help people mm. figure out what they want to share in order to help them sell themselves or their business. Yep. And I also help people with their social strategy. And then I also just write. I just write for people now, which is nice. Yeah, Sorry, that was a really long chat. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's it though, right? It's kind of like, you know, I remember when I started a business, I didn't know that you were allowed to start a business. You know, I went mm. to school and I went to uni and I was got a corporate job and then I just read this book that talked about business. I was like, hold on a second, you can just invent stuff for your life? What is this magic? <laughs> but I remember with Scrunch, like, you are so ahead of the times with it. So I think when I met you, you were working as the middleman between brands and influencers. Yeah. And like, no, I can't even like to people who are listening, you were like one of the first companies in Australia to really do it professionally and properly. Yeah. So that's a huge achievement. And I understand the evolution because things have evolved so quickly. Oh, totally. And that's, I mean, it's really interesting. We've, we've changed again. So, um, you know, at Christmas time, we actually moved completely away from that agency world and we've gone total into tech and community because I'm looking at everything going, well, I think that's the future now. I don't, you know, yes, there's, there's so many middlemen now that I'm like, okay, what's next, you know, how do we stay ahead and, and continue to change the game? So I love that. I just love that idea that you don't have to stay the same forever. I feel feel like you and I kindred spirits and you know what I used to feel embarrassed like I had someone another influencer come up to me at a party one day and she came up and she goes she goes you know what I love about you Megan is you always just jump on the next cool thing and just do it and I at the time I took that home and I was like Mm. to my partner I was like that I'm so offended but then I was like I sat with it and I was like I'm sure she didn't mean it nicely but I went there's actually a good thing about that because oh, yeah. it, there is something to be said for staying on top of things and trying to always learn about mm-hmm. new stuff and evolve with the world. The world is always changing. Well, I mean, I don't think you can even be in social media without always jumping on the next new thing, you know, like every couple of years, we've got this new social channel that we've now all got a master, you know, and this year we're talking about NFTs and web three and it's like, what, what the hell? So I think if you're not staying on top of the game, you're probably going to get left behind. Like, I feel like, you know, there was this whole chat about tech startups, you know, like Uber came out and, um, you know, then that were like disrupting the taxi industry and all, and Amazon disrupting the book buying industry, whatever. And so, so all of that kind of happened. I'm like, I think we're on the precipice of that happening in some way again. So if you're not staying ahead of things, yeah. like, what do you think is going to happen? That's interesting. Yeah. It, and, you know, I'm, I unfortunately work in an industry the writing industry, hmm. we have AI breathing down our necks. Oh my like God, all I'm the just time. being targeted with ads for this. Yeah. So, and in a way I can, compl- I completely get why people would use AI for like pretty brainless kind of writing, but hmm. it, you know, the writing, writing industry will always and content industry will always exist. Yeah. But my modus operandi is to like be like water and flow into where the gaps are and be Mm. like, okay, someone's got an AI there, but that AI is not going to build their content strategy. So I 
will help them with that you know yeah. I just want to survive man <laughs> <laughs> well you were no. doing far more than surviving so <laughs> so don't stress I think that the the oh, business strategy that you have is is working <laughs> Um, but I mean, how do you, how do you then marry up? Cause it's interesting, I guess, you know, this is a business that you have created, but when you talk about your journey, it's very much a creative path. You know, you talk about, um, words, writing, copy, you talk about content creation, you talk about brand, such a creative lens. Um, how do you find that skill set and marrying the idea of being in business? You know, before we, yeah. before we hit, oh, it's interesting because before we hit record, um, yeah. let everyone in on the secrets, uh, you know, <laughs> but we talked, but we talked about the influencer industry and how a lot of people don't know that they're businesses, you know, they've got mm. this creative thing that they do or this side hustle or hobby, and they don't realize they're in business. What, what's been your take on building a business around these kind of creative pursuits? I feel that's a really good question. I feel like this generation, they didn't grow up, like we said, with like the agencies and magazines in that era. So they don't have that experience. However, there is so much more information floating around out there now than ever before. And I feel like this generation coming up are so clued in about their worth and knowing, and they are quite smart. Um, not, not quite smart. They're super fucking smart about yeah. you know their value to companies and I feel like maybe it's my TikTok for you page but there's always constantly people coming up being like know your worth you you know this is as a creator this is your information and I think wow that video has had like three million views and that's mm. like three million kids that have like learned that or not three million but you know what I mean yeah. so in terms of the business side versus creative side mm. I don't know. I think I, I try and be creative, creative with my business side. Oh, I like that. I like that. And I use notion to kind of make it a fun process for me to do a lot of the business admin stuff. So notion is this took a little while to learn Mm. and, but you kind of gamify the, your structure of your day. Um, I also did a really intense business personal development course a year ago and it did a lot of they practice a lot of this thing called extreme ownership which I'm obsessed with it's this concept that everything in your life whether in business or personal is sort of not your fault but is you take responsibility yeah everything Mm -hmm. ends and begins with you so say if I had a bad experience with a client I'd I'd go away and go, okay, where did I go wrong in the processes here, Mm. you know, and take ownership of that. Cause it can be very easy in business to go, Oh, I've had a bad day. That's that person's fault or that's person's fault. Cause if you structure your day, right. You can Mm. always have a good day. I think if you plan it. I I love this so much. So I've just gotten goosebumps. Um, (laughs) I think about a lot. Oh no, but it's it's amazing. And I think um, so. I think this funny thing is happening with Spark TV, where just as much as I'm getting to interview amazing founders and that's giving value to the Spark community, I'm hearing things that I need, and people are coming to me. And one thing I've been doing lately, or I've been aware that I'm doing, is you know, with the previous co-founder, there were some things that happened that, you know, maybe weren't ideal. 
Yeah. And I've been like blaming and I'm like, no, no, no. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I've been blaming that person for, you know, why I'm not where I want to be. And, 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 you know, I guess you all, as a founder, I think you're never where you want to be and you're always like chasing the next thing. But I was like, absolutely not, Danielle. You are responsible for everything that you do. You have complete control of your life. Stop blaming anybody else. Like now is your time to thrive yeah. and do things your way. I really understand that. And it's, you get it. It's human nature, right? To go, mm. well, they did that. They did that to me. And that's why I'm here. But the extreme ownership is actually a super empowering thing because it feels counterintuitive to go, well, mm. I fucked up here and I fucked up there. But it means if you can identify the bits where you've gone wrong, you can go, okay, well, I got myself there. I can get myself there. You yes. know, it is a very empowering concept, but it took a while for them to drum it into me. Yeah. I've, you know, being a writer, I don't know. I've got, an e I've got an ego like everybody else, but once <laughs> you crush it, it's good. <laughs> yeah, no, that is amazing. I love that. And um, so speaking then of co-founders, so I know that you're, so I'm not sure if it is still, you're still in business with your partner. I know you were, but how have you found that process? Uh, we very quickly after doing this business course figured out that we needed to, because we're, we're romantic partners as well as business partners. And in a way, that is such an appealing thing for people to do, because why wouldn't you want to work with someone you love? Yeah. But we found that it was just like the cha any challenges that happened, it was impacting our whole relationship. Yeah. And so we found we work so much better giving each other advice on our separate things, yeah. but not working hand in hand I guess it's a codependency thing like hmm. codependency sounds good on paper but it's not yeah. <laughs> so you don't, it's just yeah so I think how I you know you, so how did you get to that conclusion because so so that's you know my background as well so I was in business with my partner and um am no longer mm -hmm. <laughs> and so you get it <laughs> yeah, totally get it. So I'm like, this is this kindred spirit thing. I don't know what's going on in this chat. Um, no, I feel you. But went through that whole process of kind of going, um, stepping on each other's toes, realizing we needed to understand what we were really good at and own our spaces and not step on each other's toes. Um, and then ultimately we parted ways and not in business and in business together anymore. Um, so I'm always super curious because I've seen it work super well. Like I have seen other couples who have, cr have crazy, amazing businesses together, but I always tell a cautionary tale. <laughs> um, I think there's you know. more cautionary tales than successful ones. And so I do tip my hat as you probably do to people who do it mm. successfully, but it is just, I think for us, it was extremely painful. Like we, it was almost like the death of the relationship or one aspect of it because yeah. our whole lives were entwined as influencers, but it didn't feel good to quantify our relationship or how many likes did that photo of us get, you know, yeah. it just kind of bugged us eventually. But I think, um, yeah, the process of, breaking down that arm of the business was extremely painful. Lots of tears, mm. crying, you know, but 
through we always joke with like we're laughing now like we go through the anus of life and that sounds really gross <laughs> but we kind of make a joke out of it we're like we squeezed through the anus of life and now everything's perfect but we had to go through the tough time yes to get the shit out yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I love that so much but it's so true though I I heard another one like the other day where it's like people think that they shouldn't have problems and it's like mm. you know if, if you don't have problems you're not trying at life hard enough you know you're not, you're not actually trying to do anything um so I I love that I mean you know I haven't ever heard that expression before but I'm if, sorry you know, I'm gonna regret that but you, you know what not that's a really good point but, you know about trying things because a lot of founders or a lot of people before they even put themselves out there with the business, sit and go, why me? You know, or they're scared of looking cringe or like looking like how dare they try or how dare, yeah. you know, who are they to put themselves out there? What I've learned over my experience sort of in front of and behind the camera yeah. working, you know, is people are going to judge you no matter what. If you're the the nicest person in the world, they'll say you're too nice. If you're you know, if you keep your head down and you're boring, they'll say you're boring, you know, and you might as well take control of your narrative and be mm. like, okay, this is, I'm in control of what people perceive me as, or I, I'm almost not in control, but yeah, I, people are going to like say what they're going to say no matter what. So what are you going to do? Live your life small to make other people feel comfortable? No. They're do not. you think this is a random one for you do you think that this is worse for women do you think that mm. I, I don't know I just yeah. I, when, you, when you were saying that and you ma you made that comment about the person that came up to you that was like good on you jumping on all the bandwagons I was like it's such a chick thing to say <laughs> you know sometimes know. you know I and I kind of I fall in and out of love with you know women in business feminism like these ideals because you know I, I do I do usually have that philosophy that it is what I make it and it doesn't matter that I'm a woman. If I want something bad enough, I will figure out how to get there. But I also don't want to discount the things that, you know, women go through. So, yeah, yeah I, I it wonder. It is a struggle. Mm. It is a struggle. And I do think, yeah, we have a lot more challenges because I think it is expected for men to, you know, to go out there and put themselves out there and be like, look at me and beat their chest and, yeah you know, this is what I do but you know what I don't even I don't want to like genderize it like it is just mm -hmm. a very daunting thing to do for anybody to as put themselves human. out there as a human and mm -hmm. you are putting your head on the block for people to go you're to this you're to that yeah you know but I feel like a lot of founders do it because they can't help it like yeah. I physically cannot help doing this and I've worked for you know full-time at other in-house at places and it's been great but I always felt that little pull to go you know I need to do something on my own I need to be creative I need to do this so yeah it's um yeah people do it because they can't help it <laughs> I love that I I know as I reflect on um yeah, because I'm now in, in a relationship with somebody who is not a business owner. 
And I reflect on my behaviors as a business owner and working constantly and all of that stuff. And I'm like, I don't think I can help it. Like I sit there and I, all I think about is ideas and wanting to do this and wanting to do that. And I'm like, I think it's just in me. I just can't fix it. (laughs) Yeah. You can't help it. And, and I think that's why the, the comments, if someone does say something bad, it does, you feel it a bit more than if you Mm. just working for someone else but that I don't know everyone has feelings whether you work for someone else or you're a founder it sucks to have people you know have opinions about you but like they say you know other people's opinions doesn't matter it's none of your business yeah yeah and that's it if we can control our opinions just make sure we're the we're kind to everybody to make sure that we're doing doing well that's where extreme ownership comes in. Cause if yeah. my side of the fence is taken care of and yeah. I've, you know, my nose is clean and my calm is good, then whatever anybody says doesn't matter because mm. I'm, I'm living my life. Yeah. I love good, that. I guess. Yeah. No, I love that so much. Um, so then, okay. Well tell me, so, you know, with all of these things going on, um, Obviously, we need to look after ourselves a little bit. So there are, you know, times where, you know, things are overwhelming. Maybe somebody said something. Maybe we're just not feeling like we're hitting our goals. You know, every founder goes through those moments of overwhelm. Everything's too hard. Do you have practices or go-to things in your day-to-day or general business life that helps yeah. you? Yeah, I have a lot so I get up at four in the morning and I write in two journals right so I've got one of these is a positive journal and one of these is my business journal so and then I transfer everything I've written in my business journal into my journal into my notion Mm -hmm. but in my positivity journal anyone can read it anyone can read it it's like not like a dear diary you know I hate this person anyone can read it but it's embarrassing as fuck because inside it says things like today I will achieve this I am so good at this I'm proud of myself for this (laughs) I love that yeah but it is it's part of the process that I use in the morning to feel confident to go out and put yourself out there um Mm. so I do this thing where I write down my vision my values and my lifestyle. So with vision, it's like my vision for my life and Mm -hmm. what I want to do. My values are the things that, you know, I value, like, I like routine. I like security. I like, you know, having money in the bank, I don't know, building my war chest. And then I, yeah. And then lifestyle is what I want my dream lifestyle to be. It's embarrassing. Please, no, no one break. Oh no God. one break in and read my yeah. book. I literally have old old versions of these in a safe in my house because I'm embarrassed. Well, that's that's just forming the biography later on. So you know, historians will come back and take snippets. So it's all good. It's but- my life, my life, sitting in an office behind my desk. <laughs> no, but I love that because I feel like, and you know, it changes for me all of well, not all of the time, but I think what I wanted 10 years ago, what I wanted a year ago. um, I just feel like it's constantly evolving and I'm optimizing, you know, I think, you know, what my values are, um, what I think is important in my day to day, how I want to work every day, what the, what the goal is. I think it's changed a lot. You know, I used to going from corporate world to startup world or running your own business. I, for a long time, just did things because I thought you had to do it that way you know, like you kind of like what? Well, just, you know, how I dressed, 
you know, the hours I worked, um, you know, how I addressed people, how formal I was. And then I, and like even staff. And I was like, okay, (laughs) if you're all unhappy, I'm like, you're the boss. You're the person that gets to design this. And it kind of wasn't until I said, you know what, I want to work for a company that's fun. I want to work for a company that, you know, I have a wine on my show. You know, I, you know, interview people over a wine because I'm like, we work so hard and so long. If I can't have a wine with you, I don't want to work with you. You know, it's so, I I just, yeah. So I kind of just, but it took me such a long time to get there. And it wasn't until I actually went through that process that I kind of figured out you know, what was important to me and and how, and then, and I kind of gave my myself permission to make those changes. So I actually love the practice of continuously writing things down because it's, it's almost what helps you consolidate your thoughts and, and go on that journey. Do you meditate in the mornings? I do not. I do yoga. I meditate when I do oh, yoga. Yoga is good. Yoga is awesome. I can't do yoga. I struggle, but yeah, meditation is such a good, I, I kind of do an, a, a evolved not evolved but my version of meditation is I some I think you're meant to sit there and keep your mind clear and what Mm -hmm. I do is I sit there and I think about my my dreams and my goals and so I like in the morning I'm like okay how do I want my day to go today and imagine I actually do the day in my head sometimes that's cool because I'm I'm weird but um I do that when I can't when I can't sleep so if I am that's a good idea yeah. So if I can't sleep, what I do is go, I go, okay, that's okay. We're not worried about this. What we're going to do is we're going to use this time to design the life and, and see the vision and all those things. So if I'm ever lying awake in bed, I go, stop thinking about that problem. Let's spend this time in the, in the creative. And I find that really helps actually. Yeah. So I guess, I yeah, guess fully maybe that is my meditation. I just do it at 3am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that. And so, and something you said like five minutes ago now, um, but you mentioned war chest and I want to go back to this because um, for anyone watching, uh, they may not know that we have a book coming out and I have invited my favorite female founders on the planet to contribute. And I know your segment mentioned war chest and I want to know what that means for you love I love my war chest I love talking about it I love thinking about it and it's not just because it is not because I'm like even though I I, you know I like money we all like to live and do stuff Mm. but for me the war chest symbolizes freedom and that's why I think we all get into being founders anyways because we don't want to work for someone else we want to do our own thing and follow our passions Mm. the war chest is you might have heard the practice before is pay yourself first Mm. it's that in action but you give it a really hyperbolic name like war chest because it kind of spurs up like feelings of I'm at war with something but not in a negative way like I'm just prepared I'm prepared for any of anything that happens I'm prepared Mm. so every time I get an invoice paid a percentage of that goes straight to my war chest no bills get paid rent doesn't get paid credit card doesn't get paid it goes war chest first and what that does is psychologically in your mind Mm. prioritizes your time so you go this you know I'm a priority and my time is a priority and even if you just get paid it starts with 50 dollars mine started with 50 bucks yeah and it's 
pretty big now. And so what that does is if someone comes to me with a project that doesn't align with who I am or not who I am in an ego way, like if I don't think I used to back when I started my business and, you know, a lot of people will relate to this is I took every, every job, oh, yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even, if it, even if I didn't think that I was going to be great at it. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to take it and do the best I can. I'll figure it out. I will figure yeah. it out. Yeah. And what happened is I got really stressed and really anxious because I was like, okay, I've got to do this. Now I've got to think of this and now I've got to do that. And the war chest allows me to go, okay, I might send forward that client onto another writer that I think is better for them. Mm -hmm. And I won't feel anxious about doing that because yeah. I have my war chest and mm -hmm. I have this it's kind of like some people call it the fuck you fun, but it's not, it's, that's for like, if you're working for someone else and you don't yeah. want to work for them, yeah. the war chest is. And also I use it for things like courses that I want to do. Mm. So anything related to my business, it's just a freedom thing. And yeah. it is the best thing I have did. I'm not stressed anymore. And that's that just is... because I pay myself first. And that is so good. It. I think because I think people don't do that. I think that they, I think that they well, think about. And I just don't think people plan their money effectively either. You know, it's one thing I see a lot um, is people not being prepared for, say, a tax bill or something like that. Mm. And I kind of go, yeah. yeah. I think you think, oh my god, someone paid my couple of thousand dollar invoice. Yes, I get to go out and do this thing. And it's like, well, no. So some of that goes to the tax man, some of it goes to the expenses, some of that goes to here. And but siphoning off a portion for a war chest to actually be intentional about building your business, I think is genius. Yeah. And the, one of the biggest things I learned through this course I did was money is energy. And mm. as a creative, you know, we I feel like I grew up with like oh, you're a creative, like you don't care about money. But no, I do care because it allows me to be more creative. So um, money's energy. So I do tell my money, I'm like, every time an invoice gets paid, I'm like, thank you, I'm so grateful. Or if I um, pay someone who helped me with something, I'm like, yeah. that money's going to come back to me three times, you know? Like I'm just very grateful for the money that comes in. I'm not desperate. Yeah. But I'm just like, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that client. I appreciate that invoice. And because then the more energy you put out of appreciation, the more work comes in. And that sounds really hippity-dippity. But ever oh, since I started practicing that, business has been good. So, And, well, and it's interesting too because someone once said to me, because often people who help other people or like charities or social impact tend to think that they shouldn't make too much money. And someone once said to me, mm. why should doing good and making money be mutually exclusive? And they were like, the more money you make, yeah, the more wow. good you can do. So I just love the idea of reframing what money means to you. And I'd love how you said more money means I can be more creative. It literally means I can, you know, bring more creative energy into the world. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So, and if I hire somebody, that's like that money is helping someone else. Like someone yeah. might, I might hire another person to help me on a big project. That's someone else getting paid. Like it's just good. Like it just feels oh. good to, you know, to appreciate mm. your value and like the value that others give to you. It's, it's so funny. I'm reason I'm going on about this is because I never 
really was intentional about how I felt about money or I had, yeah. I had a money story yeah. and I put a limit on how much I could earn. I said, well, I'm only worth this much a year or this is what I think I can earn. Mm. And then when I started going, no, I want to make this much per year, mm. psychologically and subconsciously, your brain starts to come up with ways to make that money once yeah. you set a high goal. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And I love, well, a lot of the things that we've talked about today has been intentional. So how to be intentional with your business, your life, your values, it's all interlinked as much as, you know, sometimes you want to separate business and personal. I think it's all related when you're a business owner. I don't know if there's any getting around that and you need to I think have the two aligned, but if you don't dedicate the time to really unpack what that means to you, you're kind of doing yourself a bit of a disservice. Yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. It's um, yeah, it's very, it's very interlinked personal Mm. and business. So if somebody was watching this starting out, they were either very early in their journey or questioning themselves on taking the leap into starting their own business and you know I'm I'm sensing themes here today which I love but do you have any advice or thoughts for somebody where if they're hesitating to just get started or or they've started and things haven't quite translated in the way that they think it should have I think um advice I would probably um I probably learned from my mistakes in a way. So my big mistake in business, I would say, is trying to do what I thought was the right thing to do or what society thought I should do versus being authentic to who I am. Mm Because I think when we start a business, like you said, I dressed a certain way or I acted a certain way. But the success for me has come when people can tell that I'm just being myself and being authentic, ironically, when I stopped trying to be what I thought, you know, was successful. Yes. I just became successful. And I maybe I know that's cliche, but take the time to think about what makes you unique. Mm. And that is your biggest selling point. You know, the fact that you, went through all that with scrunch you know the early iterations like as an agency and Mm. then where you are now that's your superpower Mm. because you know the inner workings of agency life and now you're able to take that into something else yeah so I think yeah being really honest and true to your story and going this is who I am you know you know why I love that I love that because Um, I feel like if you're going to go into a business, you need to think about it as like a 10 year exercise. You know, it's not a, in one year, I will have hit all of my dream goals. My, I'll have my dream house. I'm look, and absolutely some people do. So that's good and go for that. That's fine. But I feel like you need to design a business around a long-term, like I'm going to be in this for a, a while. And I just feel like if you don't love it and if it's not giving you energy and it's not aligned to what you believe in and your values and your authentic self, man, that's hard to get out of bed for every day. So hard. But people can feel it. People can literally feel it coming out of your body through the screen. And so 
that is why I think a lot of influences do end up evolving because Mm. you know everyone people do change and they do evolve and I think the best the most honest thing you can do is change and evolve you know you know sometimes you know there's this there is a school of thought that you should niche down Mm. in in your business or in your content or anything you shouldn't niche and that's it I'm take a bit of a like a different approach and I'm like no the honest thing to do is to just be a flow and go yeah. okay I'm I'm into this and now I'm into this and people are, are relating to that more these days than just a single niche yeah something related the biggest lesson I've just learned is you can do it your way you don't like there's so many things that's like niche down or it's all about reels or it's all about this yeah. or it's all about this and I'm like no no there is a success story for every different strategy for every different business for every different path so do it your way yeah do it your way I think that's like the motto of this whole yeah this whole interview is oh my god <laughs> I, love I think that that is that's been the biggest realization for me is mm. going this is how I'm gonna do it and the people who resonate with my business and how I work will come and those that aren't in alignment will go to other people who are right for them and perfect for them but yeah it's just maybe that's just being in my mid-30s it's just zen <laughs> I love Zen. I mean, we need to bring more Zen to business. I think that's phenomenal. God, that's the holy grail, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My new strategy for 2022, Zen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know. I love it. Well, you have been amazing. Thank you so much for spending your time with the Spark community. I know anyone dialing in, I mean, just sitting here right now, I feel better about my whole life. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's what yeah. I aim to do. <laughs> <laughs> and look, we'll share all of the things about you. So if anyone wants to connect, they can. But I just want to say how grateful I am for you spending your time with us. I am extremely grateful and thank you for squeezing me in at two o'clock you are an angel (laughs) anytime that wraps this episode of spark tv thank you so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review that helps other amazing female founders like you find us and grow too you can also follow along on instagram at spark founders program for daily business inspiration and dm us with a guest you'd like to hear from next or even join our community at sparkfoundersprogram.com thank you for being here and if no one tells you today you got this